BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. What's up? It's your boy, Joel Ortiz, and I want everybody to make sure that they subscribe and download the podcast, Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenko. Yo, Tim, I hope all is well. You my guy. I know these interviews are not interviews. They're actually conversations, and I appreciate them all. Yawa. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ice-T. I want you to do something for me. Make sure you download and subscribe Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Einenkel. It is Oh, fucking official. All right? Stop playing. Download and subscribe. Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Iancal. It's cold. Hey, how you doing? Oh, man, just finishing up this film. Film thing. I just scored a good film. No big-ass niggas allowed. No bitches allowed. But one of the earliest supergroups have finally blessed us with their debut album, Corrupt, Raz Gaz, Killer Priest, and Cannabis. They are Horsemen, debut album, The Last Ride. And I'm honored to be joined by Corrupt on Library Rap, the, the hip hop interviews with Tim Heineken. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So before, of course, we get into the new project, your your career goes back some, right? Um, and I want to go back to your debut album, Corruption. Um, when you hear that, we, I re-listened to it recently, and, and when you when you hear that, especially the first two tracks, what it tells me as a fan is that you're an artist that is doing it for not just yourself, but your friends, your family, you know, the people around you, not just other artists, right? Uh, from a non-artist wise, what has who has been the biggest uh, impact in you and your career as an artist? And then also, what drew you to the art? Snoop was my greatest impact as becoming an artist or being an artist. You know, Snoopy gave me all the utensils to critique uh, what I love to do, which is rock the mic and 
make music and be an MC. What drove me to it uh, was my cousin Sharon. Uh, back in the days, they called him Skippy G. He was an MC from Philly, Germantown. And uh, I wanted to be like him. He was so fly. And, and uh, his rhymes, I just I just loved what he was doing with rapping. And I wanted to be like my cousin Fred. I wanted to be a rapper. So uh, that was what drove me to it, trying to, uh, trying to emulate my big cousin Skippy G. You know, early in your career, you obviously joined uh, Death Row Records, and 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 if you think about the lineup they had that you were joining, uh, and not just yourself being incredible, but also you know, Daz Dillinger, Lady of Rage, Snoop, as you mentioned, and Nate Dogg. Uh, when you first saw that roster, what was your what 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 kind of impressed you most about the roster, and kind of what stood out uh, artist wise about each of these artists that you were joining? Everybody had their own style. And my style fit right in with them. What I, what was so great about Death Row was there was no one artist that was like the next artist. And that's what made us great. Everybody had their own lane. And we filled in each lane for that company, Death Row, for the company, to have all these different lanes of artists and MCs. You know, that was exciting, the competition of it. And to make a record... It was pure competition because you had to be, you had to be good. So whatever your lane was, you know, Dr. Dre's a genius because he knows how to fit three lanes together. Okay, these sound good together, and that's the between a producer and a beat maker. You know, a producer makes the whole wop wop, puts all the pieces together for the million dollar puzzle, and solves the million dollar equation, which is how to make this a hit record. So, you know, he has so many different lanes that he can match and match and put together and all that. And that amazed me as well, how Dr. Dre operated and worked and put everything together. Put the artists, you on this one, you be on that one. I want you on this one that she's on. And then vice versa with it all. So, you know, that was the key to the game of Death Row, and that's what amazed me. And the competition that we had, the fun competition that we all have with each other, a person to be like, man, what you got to say on this? Bam, you say it. And they be like, ugh. And it makes their game step up. You be like, what you got? And they would say it. And you be like, ugh. And it made you step your pin up. And that's what made us one of the greatest. Did you see yourself as having some, I mean, there's, you know, you're from Philadelphia, right? So there's a uniqueness to your style in terms of if you're going out to the West Coast because you're not going to be, uh, you know, the joke would be the West Coast artist that you're not, you're not saying the word hella in your rhyme a lot, right? Uh, so you have this. Well, that's crazy because hella is an Oakland thing, right? Right. That's a Bay a Bay Area thing. The West Coast is is put together of so many different elements. So you know, when you hella is not Los Angeles. That's not a South Central Compton or Watts thing. It's not a part of the L.A. slanguage. That's a Bay Area slanguage. So that's what makes the West Coast so huge. <clears throat> because people do look at it like, um, you know, you're a West Coast artist, so hella they think is West Coast. But West Coast is, is too big for one word or one look to represent the entire coast. Like the East Coast, you know, Jersey's different than New York. Philly's different than Jersey and New York. 
New York is different than all. They all have their own specialty to it. And, and hell is not a West Coast thing. It's a part of the West Coast thing. It's it's a Bay Area West Coast thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, gangbanging is, is a L.A. thing. L.A. Compton Watts, you know, L.A. County type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not a Bay Area thing. And we all learn off of each other. So you'll hear some of us from the land say hell of a, I mean, hella, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, that's hella dope. But that's not our thing in that particular part of the West. So that's crazy, though. But, yeah, it sticks out like that where you be like, man, that's a West Coast thing. And you're right. But it's not all of the West. And that's that's just crazy, though. That come from 40 and them and all of the Bay. Yep, they brought that to the table. A lot of our slang was they did. Like, you hear a lot of the Bay and Snoop. You know, when Snoop say, nephew, you know, that's... That's from the back. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that crazy? In New York State, I had no time to this. I got a plane to make. Headed to LA with all the bang is bang. Just doing my damn thing from the in hood gang. Me and baby Humpy, we the rock and Jenna BC. Gonna show you how you keep the G. So, I used to produce um, Ice-T's Final Level Podcast a few years ago, and a story he liked to tell was his uh, story about how he creating a six in the morning, and his big thing was like, it was a B-side, right? It always, the B-side always wins, right? And I was happy to come across you doing your version of uh, six in the morning, and I want to... And you, and you do you do it justice, right? So it's not it's not like oh god, someone's doing a version of six in the morning. Wait, it's not too pause, Jigga. I have a version of six in the morning. That's what someone put up. You know what? I'm I'm an I'm an old. I've done so many records. There's some <laughs> records that there's some records that just you know you make them. I make so many records. You lose, you lose, you get lost in truth. Right. <laughs> I did a six in them. I think you're right. I, yeah, well, I hope, hopefully, hopefully. I, Do you know where Ice-T got that from? No, that's like my uncle Ice-T. Right. Um, uncle Ice. He got that from a song from back in the days, Philadelphia artists. Mm. And I said, what do you mean? Uh, and he was like, well, my record is six in the morning, police at my door, fresh shit, deep squeaky across the hall. I said, right? And he said, well, the artist I got it from, his name was called Schooly D. Mm-hmm. And he made a record that way. PSK, we making that green. People always say, what the hell is that? Six in the morning, police at my door, fresh shit, deep squeaky across the hall. I said, oh my God. God, Unc, are you serious? He was like, yeah, man, Schooly Dees. PSK is where I, I got my whole formula for six in the morning. I said, wow. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. That's Hip hop. Each one teach one. So hearing that from Ice-T, and I was in Philly when PSK dropped. And I was just a baby. I was a kid. And I remember that, and I'm like, damn, that inspired Ice-T. And wow, you're right, because I remember now, I did do a six in the morning with my mama. What is it about, um, I mean, obviously Ice is, uh, is, is, is influenced many. What is, it, what, what is it about him particularly that kind of, uh, you know, 
speaks out to you as him being the artist that you look up to and the person you look, you know, you, you, you look up to. I mean, Ice T, Ice Cube, Ren, and even those that didn't write their raps, their delivery was everything. The delivery, you know, like Easy E, Dr. Dre, these are West Coast influences in my life. That when I came to the West, you know, I had my Philly roots and, you know, hip hop in general. But listening to them, like, damn, broadened my horizon to my wordplay and my style. They influenced a lot in my style. Subject matter. Like, if, you know, being the MC, you rap about certain type of things that you rap about. You know what I'm saying? Your imagination is your key. But in the West, they taught me reality. Mm-hmm. Rapping about reality. You know what I'm saying? And it can be tight to rap about that too and still use my type of style to it. And so Ice-T, his style, you know what I'm saying? And his confidence. Mm-hmm. His confidence was barbaric. I mean, he sounded like he meant what he said. Right, right. And when you meet him, you see that same confidence. And that's the key to artistry. You know, same thing you give, you are. And that's what the West Coast took. Mm. You know, being on the West and growing up in the West, that's one of the main things that I learned. You say what you mean, mean what you said. It's changed a little bit of my my rhymes, period. Where before I could talk about walking on the moon, my lyrics hit like harpoons. And West taught me to utilize that same energy, word formats, to rolling down the streets. Always got my head cocked back, hitting him, knock off his top hat. Got to see what I'm saying? So yeah. I apply a approach. So that's why my style is more, you know, East Coast, West Coast style. See what I'm saying? All right. Subject matters, all of that are mixed between the East and the West. And that's what I learned from Ice T because I see Ice T in wild style, if I'm not mistaken. So Ice T was there from the birth of this hip hop shit. Coming from the West, it was respected in the East that special. Yeah. It made me want to look into more of his records after I already liked the records I heard. And, you know, his style, his style was everything. Smooth operator. Boy. Yeah. And he, you know, he was busting on. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, that's hard. I want to ask you about your writing. I was listening to a conversation you did about your writing style, and, and, and you talked about how it's, it, it usually starts off as a freestyle. And then you kind of, you know, go from there. Can you kind of uh, talk about that more in terms of what do you mean? Like it goes off. Are you listening to a beat when it happens or it's just something that, you know, you're just chilling in the room and it's something, you know, something pops off. No format to it. That's the the key. You know, it'll come to me before I hit the beat. I already have a vision in my head. I already have a line. Flow, thinking about don't always have the words, but I have flow. Or it could be the beat that inspires the flow. The flow 
inspires it all. Mm-hmm. And from the flow, I just put words to be significant to that flow. Mm-hmm. So my flow would tell me, yeah, I tell me something, give me what I want, and then I'm out. And then I gotta go. Some, some, some. When I, okay. Well, if corrupt gave a fuck about a bitch, I'd always be broke. I never had no motherfucking endo to smoke. I, and that's what Snoop taught me. Right. You know what I'm saying? A different kind of flow. Not so aggressive, just a flow. Hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Bitches ain't shit. Ain't no fun. Those are Snoop tutelage right there. Taught me a different style. Ice T taught me a different style. You know what I'm saying? And DOC taught me a different style. Mm. Ice Cube taught me a different style. So, you know, I had a style with my already Philly formatical flow in my original Ricardo Brown flow, which I created myself. Intertwine it all up like gumbo and you got corrupt. That's dope. Uh, you know, uh, Corrupt, you've been doing this for you know more than 20 years, right? And you've seen a lot of change. And I want to talk about the change of the promotional aspect of the art. Um, how has that aspect changed for you? And how do you how are you able to kind of continue to ad- adapt to it? Uh, you know, obviously, there's now with the social media and online presence, it's, you know, you don't have to fly as much anymore, right? To go to the radio station and stuff like that. But how do you how do you continue to adapt to these ever changes? Again, credit goes to Snoopy. Dog, because I'm an MC, right? You know, Dog gave me all the game for everything else, like my business, how to conduct myself. I've lost my focus on conducting myself many, many years. Dog always took me under his wing, taught me better. Mm. Now, when it comes to adapting to the changes, Dog taught me that as well. Taught me how to accept change. You know, I got to give credit where credit's due. You know, that's my mentor. That's my big cousin. He's the one who taught me everything I know besides, you know, rapping itself. And yeah, you know, Dog told me, you know, you got to change with the times. As the times go here, you adapt and go there too because we are real MCs. So therefore, wherever the time goes, we can go with it because we always got our original MC skill. Uh And with that, Change comes from tech. You change styles, that's how you change you know, growth. That's how you change with the times. Just the same way as you change style. Mm. So, yeah, like, you know, as it changed, I changed it. Yeah, as long as it makes sense. Right. Right, 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 right. So 
to Boston. Dorsman, you ain't them like the sort mints. Dolphins release cost an enormous. You don't speak. Bust my lost self, self every week. Rather listen to beast to hit in the street. My mom always with her finger splitting this beat. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. We turn to the turn to the new project, the last ride with the horseman. You know, that's cannabis, Raskas, Kilapris, and yourself, of course. Uh, you're, you know, originally deemed as the the one of the original supergroups, right? Now we have a few supergroups out there as well. When you for you say supergroup, I've heard people refer to the you know the horseman you know, as as super as a supergroup. Uh, do you see that? You know, do you do you do you guys feel that way about yourselves? I mean, do you do you want to embrace that title, Super? I can't lie; I've heard that many times before. It blows me away every time. You know what I'm saying? That I hear it. Like, wow! You never know. You make a history because you make it. You know, you just you just keep going, go with the flow, ride it out. Then by time you do stop to take a look, that's when you see the history that you made, but you don't really see it. People tell you. Mm-hmm. The people is the key to the game. They're the ones who stamp whether you are historical or not. If the people say you're historical, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you historical. The people. The, you know, Without the people, there's nothing. So acceptance, yeah, is very important. I, I live for acceptance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when it comes to my craft, an art form, you know what I mean? Uh, everybody can't be wrong. I'm a firm believer. The majority can be wrong, but everybody can't be wrong. You know, there's a difference. So... You know, uh, wow, that's an honor. <laughs> that's dope. I, uh, you know, you you four are not just these incredible MCs, but and we only kind of learn about you through your music and 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 in the in the in the album. But you're also obviously four different personalities, and you know, and have four different kind of characteristics. What is it about? I think each of you that kind of keeps the keeps keeps the group balanced in a way or keeps you know keeps those studio sessions balanced like um how does that dynamic work for each of you 
Um, you said the key the key word characteristics. Each one has a different characteristics. I think that's I think that's the formula for all great organizations. There's different entities, different characteristics, different mentalities, state of minds, different people. Each coming together to fill in the gap. Where one doesn't have, the other one does, and the other one, the other one. Each person don't have, the other does. And that's what makes horsemen so complete during a time when nobody was really joining forces like that. That I call historical, so I agree with the people. A super group, I agree with the people with as well, because at that time we were all at the top of our game. It wasn't like we got together after we were, mm-hmm. you know, after we've done what we've done and it's over, the ride is over. When we got together, we was all at the top of our game. I was at the top of my game or headed there. Cannabis was at the top of his game. We all was at the top of our game or that much closer to it. And to do it then means you got to put your pride aside. Your business team, of course, has to agree or else you rebel against them. So I don't think any of us was going for anybody in our business going against what we were saying because we was at the tops of our games. So our business team was riding with us. So to do, to, to make this collaboration and connection, when you don't have to do it, when you don't need to do it, to do it off choice and split your pie that you're already making by yourself. You know, that's called sacrifice. And that's what creates greatness. And that's what makes me agree with the people that, yes, we were one of the first super groups to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? Because we, you know, we were doing it all by ourselves. We didn't have to do it. There was no need to do it. And we embodied and embraced the main meaning of the hip-hop culture, which is crew. We created our own crew. I thought that was pretty special. So that's an honor, too, to be side-by-side with these great artists. Killer Priest, Cannabis, Raz, when we got together, man, everybody was on fire. For us to want to do that all together and not trip off of money is that superficial thing. So you know, so you know, so you, so the, I mean, it's, overall, the fun thing about hip hop, right, is that, and a lot of people say, is that it, it makes you research. You know, it makes you kind of there's subtle, like little rap subtleties that. Or when you don't know what they mean at first and you look them up, you're like, oh, that's what they're talking about. So when I hear you guys and I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to look up my, you know, look up some stuff because um, I'm not going to get around. So is that something that happens when you four together in a way where you might not get that lyric that maybe Canada spit right away, you know, or Raz or Killer, and you kind of, in order for it to work, your lyrics have to work, you might have to ask him exactly what he means or look it up or is it is that how the collaboration works sometimes no I don't think so not with us you know we admire each other so I'll hear, I'll hear cannabis say something like, dang 
I look at Raz and Priest and be like, you know what the fuck you just said? <laughs> oh my God. There ain't too many words that we don't know. Right. And when we don't know, we'll ask. We don't need to go to the genius group. <laughs> like cannabis, what does this mean? And, you know, I get it from the horse's mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That nigga says some some beast, some beast, some rain wizard who controls the rainforest beast. I mean, I didn't even have to understand. I didn't even have, you know, nothing bothered me about it besides this connection of words and things. Fine. Damn. But then he got certain words. I, what the fuck did that mean? He's like, what corrupt? This word right here. You said, bop, 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 bop. And of course I said wrong. Right. Cool. And then be like, oh, no, no, I said such and such and such. So boom, and I said that word. What does that mean? Oh, man, you know, because we don't say words that we don't know. Right. The definition. That's why we utilize it. That's what makes it special. Mm-hmm. We don't guess. We know. Right. That's why we utilize it. And we say it different ways. You know, the way you're, where you're born at, you'll, deplete, you'll, you'll, you'll say words differently. Like, I say plethora, but from what I understand, the English terminology is plethora. But the way it's spelled, it looks like plethora. It's plethora. The O is like an A. And I'm like, damn. And every time I try and say it the right way, (laughs) the coast comes out of me, plethora. Plethora, corrupt. Uh, oh yeah, plethora. <laughs> I, just the coast in me. I don't. Know. <laughs> Y'all know what the fuck I mean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Stop it. <laughs> right, right. You did. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio. And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. The final track on the album, uh, Last Ride, uh, it starts off with this interview with uh, Killer Priest. Um... And it says, the interviewer says, what about the horseman? I know you had a situation with Razkaz, with Corrupt and Cannabis. Uh, why, what was the kind of the thinking behind having this particular interview as part of this last final track of this album? What do you mean? I mean, it just sounds like, because when you hear it, you're, we, this is the final track, right? So we know that you guys are together, right? Like, you know, back for this album. Uh, four of you, there's nothing. As fans, we like, there's no tension between them, you know, nothing like that. Uh, 
But then the last tracks is saying to us, the interview is like, as if the interview hasn't listened to the album and is like, wait, what's going on with you guys type stuff. So it kind of seems like, hey, we have this album together. Why, what's the point of bringing, you know, what, why is this interview bringing up something that seems like it's dead in the water as a question? The ingeniousness of that comes from Razkaz. Because Razkaz is the one who put his foot in the album and his time to put everything together. All these pieces we've been making throughout the years and the new pieces and create what you hear now at the last ride for a horseman. So that, you know, Brass can answer that question best because I'm like you. I'm an observer mm-hmm. and I'm a fan. And, you know, that's a great question for Brass. What was the purpose of that? You know, because Brass put the structure to the album. He was Dr. Dre for this project. That's so. He did that. I'm like you. I just love. <laughs> did you? So did you? Was there a quote unquote listening session for you guys prior to the album officially being released? I think Raz went to each one of us, one each one of us separately and said, "Man, I completed the horseman album." Like, oh, really? Yeah. I'm gonna play it for you. I want to play it for you. I send it to you. And he did that with us individually. Me personally. He drove all the way from from the land, California, all the way to Vegas to come play it for me personally at my house and hit me with the whole plan and his ideas. He already had everything mapped out. Mm. And I take my hat off to Cuz for that dedication and you know, because everybody was doing their own things. Uh, but Raz believed in horsemen. That's the next thing he wanted to do instead of his own projects. He put it all together and he came to me personally. Sat in my house. He had artwork. He had the whole formula. And he played the record. The whole album from top to bottom. I was amazed. It's a good job. The way he orchestrated the whole everything. 20 years worth of work, new records that we recently did. He put it all in the gumbo. Him and him he put it all together to make it what we're here today. So, you know, after that, we all put our minds together on how we're going to push in our own ideas from that point. We all gave the stamp and we all you know, did the business on it. So, 20 years, 20 years in the making, corrupt. Uh, it's truly honored to have you on Library Rap. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for taking the time. Shout out to my shout out to my uncle Chuck D. Yes, sir. We got something special coming soon. We have a thing we gonna put together called Black Steel. So y'all get ready to look for that. Uncle Chuck is the orchestrator, and I'm following his lead. Yes, sir. Got it. Elements and sediment embedded in the excrement, create conquest from the pestilence. Yeah, this survival with the fittest. God is my witness, billboard assassin, turning in my head.
sick and radiated water from a circle or two. Flash flood, don't be a stuck in the mud. Rain, thunder, and blood. Hunger games, Jermaine, the sack clawed up. You ready, cousin? Pitchfork, justice, disgusting. Forever struggling, can't seem to get above it. Winter sunrise, cold. We look up like woe. The whole horizon, pepper with drones. Big clothes, volcanic ass, comforts the home. Satellites explode, EMP disconnected the phones. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.